what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks right here on the Mayo Media Network. I'm your host, Chris Meany. Thanks, as always, for taking the time to hang out. We got eight games on the ice this evening, so we got the Eric Young hanging by. We're going to break them all down, get his thoughts on the Fantasy Hockey playoffs as we get closer to real-life NHL playoffs. Some of these matchups are starting to heat up, and we got a couple great ones for you this evening to break down if you're just new to the show please rate review subscribe smash that like button if you have a comment leave it there in the youtube section we'll circle back before puck drop it could be a season-long question it could be quarterfinals in your head-to-head matchups it could be semifinals you could be sitting back hands above the head feet up enjoying a bye but you can never be too comfortable so if you have a question fantasy hockey question leave the comment there i do have a playoff guide over at ftnfantasy.com a free article if you want to check that out and of course any questions at chris meany but it is time for the prize picks play of the day check out prizepicks.com use the promo code the link is in the description a 100 first deposit match of up to a hundred dollars when you use that promo code so follow that link inside the description eight games as i mentioned so plenty of options over at prizepicks.com you can mix and match across all the sports that you love i got a couple hockeys here for you we had Jonas Brodin under twice I'm done with the unders I sweated out both of those luckily we got them I'm back on the over train enough of that it was fun while it lasted but let's get after the overs here let's start with Mark Stone three points is the fantasy prop here against the San Jose Sharks you look at the Sharks inside the top seven in every single five and five metric that you don't want to be inside the top five and high danger chances allowed scoring chances allowed shots allowed goals against per 60 it's all there for Vegas tonight against the Sharks and you know Stone he's entering on a four game point streak he has three goals and five points over that span two power play points he's not a big volume shooter that's why we're seeing the three points here so if he gets an assist and a couple shots we're fine he has seven points in his last eight games only has the 15 shots over that span so just about two per game it's really only one point but he is averaging just at that three point mark on prize picks so assist two shots we're there and you know his line mates are really good we talk about max patrietti a lot patrietti's got the four goals and five points over his past six games he's at 4.5 on prize picks like the over there and then chandler stevenson's not on prize picks but he's got three goals over his last six games so that line is cooking it's go time for vegas uh, playoffs, you know, the aspirations are super high. It's basically playoff hockey for Vegas right now, even though they're in a comfortable spot. And then the other guy here is Matthew Kachuk at 2.9. It's just slightly low. It's against the Sens. He only has two points in his last three games, just one goal in his past 10 games, but he does have seven points in his last six games against Ottawa. He had five shots the other night against Montreal. He's playing with who I want him to be playing with, Elias Lindholm, Johnny Hockey, Johnny Goudreau. That line has been playing a little bit better lately. I know Goudreau's been in the doghouse, but, uh, I, you know, I saw a motivated Goudreau in two games against the Habs. So uh, we got a total here of six. We've seen at least six goals in five of the seven matchups between those two teams as well. So give me the over on Matthew Kachuk. Check out prizepicks.com for the latest. Let's bring in Eric Young. We got eight games, EY. And I know it's... uh, This is the time of the year, right? For a hockey fan, you're getting closer to NHL playoffs. And for you, a fantasy hockey psycho, you're in several leagues. It's quarterfinals. It's playoff time in head-to-head formats. Uh, licking my wounds a little bit over here, Chris. We were going back and forth. Uh, I lost in a pretty important league to me by 0.5. You heard oh. that correctly, 0.5. Uh, my wife is happy because I'm a one-legged man. I can't even break stuff in my own house. Not strong enough, weak like a newborn deer. So just got to sit on the couch sweating and yelling and wanting to throw things. Um, 
I'm still in the playoffs in several leagues, but that was that one hurt, man. That one hurt. I will fight Braden Oldby. Uh, missed last week's show uh, was on uh, some pretty heavy duty pain medication. I didn't want to come on here and be known as the guy crazier than Cam. So uh, I did that and uh, I'm back, man. It's uh, man. We're so close to the playoffs. I mean, the schedule is so messed up in my head. Like the fact that the regular oh, season is still going and playoffs and people are talking about, they might try to do the bubble again and who knows what's happening. Everyone's crazy. Ontario is a mess. I'm glad I don't live there anymore, but the hockey's been great, except for Brayden Holby. Except for, I mean, and he was great. He was great. And he, he was, was great. great last night. It's a, Unless yeah. you were playing against him and needed Austin Matthews to get two more shots or <laughs> any point. Oh man. I mean, what do you, what did you make of that game last night? Vancouver, what, about a month off basically. And I I thought, yeah, the Leafs are heavy favorites. I think at one point I saw minus three forty or something silly like that. I went to bat on it. I went to bat on it. I was like, the the odds weren't good enough. No, I saw that 440 on bet 340. I saw them as high as 440. I've never seen a hockey team over 390. I mean, my goodness. I stayed away from all of it. I put John Tavares in the yep. shot prop. I was considering maybe Vancouver on the puck line, and you could get them. I, th- I thought I saw them around minus 130s in the prop shop, and I was like, minus 130? But Vancouver haven't played in a month. I was like, I'm just going to stay away from this. I mean, they, they seem like they're going to be in a really tough spot, and they weathered the storm in the first period. I mean, it was all Leafs from yep. what I watched in the first, like, 12 minutes of that hockey game. was all Leafs, and it looked like they started to catch their footing a little bit. Um, but they were talking about in the broadcast. I don't think there was one player in the first period who had a shift over 45 seconds. Like, it was just like on and off, on and off. Uh, but I mean, I guess a good story. You got Keith Olberin tweeting about the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Vancouver Canucks. I mean, ESPN guy who uh, I don't want to say he knows very little about the game of hockey, but I don't think he tweets too much about hockey. So that was crazy. Uh, yeah, it's a um, tough loss for you, man. It's, you know, tough losses. It happens. Place yeah, I mean, but, tight, I mean, but yeah. Um, just don't come on. Yeah. I mean, it's amplified by I have Quinn Hughes playing as well. So I'm like, well, I mean, overtime, you know, Hughes, you know, he's probably good for a point, or Matthews yeah. is good for a point. I got this. I, I got it. One of them's going to get a point. And then Hughes hits the post. I, that would have won. Matthews shoots, almost goes in. Then Marner, I think, puts it in. Can't see the puck, though. Uh, no goal. It's awarded no goal. So, I mean, just... Matty, what is this non-goal that Eric's talking about here twice this morning? Was that a goal or what? I think it was a goal. There's a few camera angles where it just looks like Holtby is covering it up beautifully. I I get the call. They they called it no goal on the ice, uh, but, like, there's a clear shot of him pulling the puck out of the net. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't see the puck across, so they can't award it a goal. Yeah, if they called it... That that fucks it. If they called it a goal on the ice, it would have been hard to review it as a no goal. So it was basically yeah. whatever the refs called it as. And everyone knows that the puck went in the net, but you just can't prove it. How crazy of a story would it be if Vancouver made the playoffs? Like, I know it's such a long stretch. They're oh, 10 right. points back of the Habs with four games in hand. And it's like one thing to say about the games in hand, but the schedule is ludicrous. They got to play a ton of games in over the next like 30 days here. And the schedule is like extended. The Habs and Leafs were supposed to wrap up. Now they got the two games after that 
against the Oilers. It would be an unbelievable story if they can go on the run. I, you know, I kind of want to see it as much as it would mean. That yeah, I'm, all, I'm all for it. Out. I don't think it ever happens. No, I mean, what, what a story. What a story it would be. Yeah, it would be unbelievable, right? Uh, they'd make movies off of that stuff in Canada, maybe only. Um, okay, so fantasy hockey playoffs, as I mentioned off the top, I won't spend too much time here, but there are a couple teams I wanted to just throw out there. Eric and I have been talking about this for years together, doing podcasts. Yep. You need to attack the schedule, the busy days, the Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday in the NHL, just busy, busy days. You need to right away. If you're in a head to head matchup, look at your week, look and map out your schedule. If there's guys that you're not going to be playing tomorrow, Thursday, or Saturday, you just got to cut them for guys that are going to be playing potentially tonight. If you have same day ads, which is the way to go Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday. So map it out, see what you got in there. Uh, so I have a couple teams here that I wanted to throw out. And again, this is in more detail over at FTNFantasy.com. Montreal, Edmonton, Minnesota, Nashville, and Chicago, all playing on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. It's all very the same matchups too. Like Arizona's in there as well. Minnesota, Arizona, Nashville, Chicago, Montreal, and Edmonton. We'll get into some of those matchups tonight. So all those teams. Then Vegas plays tonight against the Sharks and Wednesday against the Sharks. So some interesting stuff in there. And throughout here the show, we can throw some guys out there. But I wanted to throw uh, one hab, of course. Um, Yoel Armia is a guy that can throw the body around a bit. He's been back for three games, I think, since being on the COVID list. Got nine hits, a couple points. Playing with Tivoli and Suzuki is it's like the only trio I would attack on the Canadians. And I suppose Josh Anderson, if you're in a deeper league and you need some hits and stuff. So was there anything there from those teams that I mentioned, like a Chandler Stevenson and Alex Tucks hanging around Matt Zuccarello is hot again, Eric, he's hanging around the waiver wire. There's certainly some players. Is there anything as you bring in the Nashville guys here, the Preds, any Preds that uh, jump off off the page that you could potentially stream for this week? Yeah, we, we talk, we've talked about the, you know, attacking the schedule, obviously having Predators this week uh, in your fantasy playoffs is a good thing. I know they're not a typical fantasy darling team. There's no fantasy darlings on the Predators. It's kind of spread out all over the place. I'll say from, I watch this team very closely, obviously, uh, living here in the town. Um, Matt Duchesne looked pretty good in coming back. It, it, I mean, he hasn't played. He's missed like, I don't know, 20 games. And it looked like, I think it was probably his best game of the year. He... Um, is a very frustrating player has been since he got to Nashville, but that's a guy that could be available. Um, Tolovan is, is back to day to day. He could play tonight. Um, that, that could happen. They've been really weird with the tactical squad guys, uh, the rookies and stuff like that. So that's two guys. I like you had mentioned Chandler Stevenson. It's a guy that I really like. Um, he's been coming on as of late. Um, so yeah, that, that's, you know, the guys that I would attack the rowdy is, is the Predators guys are, very likely available in your league because they had to be dropped uh, because he was out and Shane hadn't played in 20 games. So uh, check for those guys. Those could be very important players. The Predators need to win. You mean like this is a yeah. desperate team. It, you know what? They're all available. Arvinson's 46%. Ryan Ellis is 45%. Granlin's 7%. Duchesne is 21%. Uh, obviously, Yossi is, is owned. Um, you know, at home has kind of slowed down a little bit since Yossi's been back and Ellis has been back, but he's still logging a ton of minutes. Uh, he is 34%. Maddie, I know you follow this team closely as well. What do you think about maybe? Um, I think the Matthew Shane call is a pretty solid call, actually. There, it may seem risky. You look at the guy and he's got three goals and five points and he's a minus 12. But to your point, Eric came back, played 14 minutes, had two shots, won two faceoffs, had three hits. I mean, we know his offensive upside, Matt. He was yeah. all over the puck. 
I love that Matt Duchesne call. I agree with EY. I think that was his best game. Limited minutes on the third line, not getting the hard matchups. And Duchesne was playing the wing for most of the game, which is not new to him, but it's probably new to a lot of people who haven't watched Duchesne closely. Uh, on that team, there's a few people that I do like for pickups. If you're in a bangers league, Tanner Janot has been a nice play. A lot of confidence uh, with John Hines and him. Janot's getting top responsibilities. That fourth line as a whole is just a lot of fun to watch. Yakov Tran and Colton says it's Tanner Janot. Um, if you're looking for a top six ad, Victor Arvidsson, obviously, if he's there, I think you take a hard pass on Rocco Grimaldi and you jump to the second line and take Luke Cunnan. I think Luke Cunnan, since returning from injury, has been very, very good. Uh, he's been just quiet on the line with Granlin, like he hasn't been noticeable in terms of turnovers or anything like that, which has led to him sticking in the top six instead of being a guy that's bounced around. Uh, if you put a gun to my head and made me pick a defenseman on this uh, Predators team that wasn't Roman Yossi, I'd probably still go with Matthias Ekholm. Uh, I think Ekholm has just been playing lights out this season. Ryan Ellis coming back from injury, yes, has looked good, but Ekholm has just been consistent throughout. And uh, if Saros is there, good luck, go grab him. I doubt he's there for you. Uh, I wouldn't take a flyer on Pecorine. It does seem like people are not buying into UC Soros. I mean, we've been talking about him a lot at FTN at a low price. Um, yeah, he played Tampa the other day, and I know Tampa had the, their way with them, but um, actually, was it Carolina? It was Carolina, yeah. Carolina. And, uh, and it was, there was a couple, are you sure? Should we play this guy? There was like a couple, he's been like one of the, if not the best goalie in the NHL for the last six, seven weeks. He's been, yeah. he's been so, so good. And one of somebody I was up against and head to head decided to rest him um, and play Carey Price in a spot where Yikes. it would have been better to, to play Yossi, even though he didn't get the W, you know what I mean? Uh, that was against the Sens where the Sens had 14 shots and scored four goals. But before we wrap up here, Janot, great call. Maddie, we were talking about him being in our fan tracks league, Eric. He would he would be so good in that league because I picked him yeah. up in the fan tracks uh, setting and it's a deep league. He's got uh, and it's the salary cap league. I'm just taking a look here. He makes 713k, so he's nothing against my cap. 18 hits in the five games. So I like that call uh, by you, Maddie. Uh, I am all over that one. In a bangers league, he can certainly help you out. Um, format depending, of course, in <laughs> standard 12 team league. Uh, you're probably not doing it. All right, 14 minutes in. Let's get to Tadnoit's action. Eight games on the ice. Let's start with um, the probably the best matchup on the board tonight. Tampa and Carolina, the Bolts at home, minus 117, 20 and 24 against the spread, 29, 13, and two on the season. The total here is five and a half. Carolina Road Dogs plus 100, 19, 24 against the spread, 29, 10, and four. Carolina atop the East Division with 62 points, 43 games played. The Lightning sitting in third place, just two back. Man, it's going to be just a crazy race between them two and the Florida Panthers, who are also in action tonight in between both of those teams at 61 points, but they have played two more games than the Hurricanes. So, this is the seventh matchup between these two teams. Eric, it's split at three. Five of the six have gone under the number. We've seen some good goaltending. I don't know. Carolina's doing this. They're rotating through all three. Nadelkovich comes in, seems to get a shutout or definitely a W every time he plays. Reimer's getting in there. I think it's Peter Morazic time tonight, just the way that it has been going with the three. What do you make of this matchup this evening? Who do you like? I like Carolina, uh, Tampa, they're in a bit of a slippery slope. Like they're still going to make the playoffs. In my opinion, they're still the best, uh, constructed and deepest team in the NHL. And, but I don't know, there's something, uh, amiss there. Like they're just not firing like they should be. And Carolina is completely on the other side. Um, 
they're so disciplined defensively, but at the same time are so aggressive on the four check and the penalty kill. And there's so much team speed and they get teams going, you know, East and West. And like, it, that's what the good teams do. You know what I mean? Like it's one thing to get the puck in, but, but getting defensive structures to slide side to side, like that's how you score in the NHL nowadays. And I don't know if there's a team better at it in the NHL than Carolina right now. They're man watching them play in the predators. I was like, during the penalty kills, like, do they have six players on the ice? It's like, they couldn't do anything. They're just, they're so quick and they're so aggressive and no one is ever out of position. I love Carolina here. Yeah. I like them too. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, the hurricanes are 11 to one still to win the Stanley cup. Uh, again, you can use the free prop shop and parlay calculator over at ftmbets.com. Get the best possible odds. Cause some spots they're eight to one. I know DK here has them at 10 to one, but you can get them at, at 11 to one. Still like them. It's gonna be it's gonna be tough, right? They're gonna have to get through maybe both of Tampa and Florida here. So two of the three. So it's gonna be it's gonna be challenging. But I I'm, I'm with you, man. I like them. Tampa is going through a bit of a funk, and now Stamkos, that guy can't seem to catch a break. He's out long term. Mm-hmm. That's tough. Like he may miss the first round of the playoffs. I may not have him again for this playoff run. And I know Kucherov is practicing, so it's. I don't want to say it's like good timing because they won't have both of them in their lineups, but they can get Kucherov in there now, but putting Stamkos on long-term IR where in the playoffs and none of that really matters. They can just play whoever they want. So we may see Kucherov here. I think he's a risky ad, Eric, but I mean, if you're on a buy, I think you, you know, pick him up and put him on IR plus or IR, whatever you have. Like you can't have Kucherov hanging around the waiver wire. You could have this guy potentially in the past, in the final two weeks of your season and you'd be fine there but I'm with you on Carolina. I kind of lean to the under here. I just, I need to wait and make sure that Vasilevsky is starting. It's the, like they're playing back to backs here. And um, there's no way I'm going with McElhinney. Best we've, we've went down this road before. Kurtz McElhinney is not great. And I know on this show, we've called unders. I feel like with Tampa and then I see McElhinney in net and it's like the over hits in the first period. Yeah. If you yeah, uh, ahead, man. Uh, McElhaney is quite possibly the worst backup goaltender in the league. I thought that he is was all good. I'll say. I, I, I he thought good he was good. And, good with Carolina. Yeah, and then this year he, he was just, good. Yeah, and then he turned. He's showing his age for a professional hockey player. Uh, I just that's all I have to add to this is if McElhaney starts, I am betting on the Hurricanes. Even if Vasilevsky starts, I am on the Hurricanes. I think so too. Three for three, right? Yeah. I, yep. What happened to McElhaney? Ey? I don't know. I mean, maybe it's inactivity. I mean, like, yeah, I, I can tell you, you know, I mean, you've played hockey. Like, you know, there's some weeks I play on one of my rec league teams and there'll be three full lines. And sometimes it's like, man, I feel like I've been sitting on the bench forever. Uh, and being a goalie where you won't play, he won't play for weeks at a time. And practicing is one thing, but not playing in games. I mean, that's, that's a tough, that's a tough position. Yeah, it is. I've been taking Andre Palat to get no points over at FTN. He's plus 100 to get no points. Um, you know, it's not bad. He's in a bit of a funk. I know he's got points in three of his last five, but he hasn't scored in weeks. Uh, and the pick's not for everyone with eight games on the board here, but um, I've been t- t- tossing out these no points, and they seem to be working out here and there. Uh, so that's somebody to consider. I don't like any of the shot props here. There's nobody I'm really feeling on Tampa Bay. Uh, to get the shots. And there's just so many different options on Carolina. I, I think if I had to choose one, it would be Sveshnikov just over two and a half shots. But I think I'm going to stay away. I am. Uh, I'm going to put Carolina on the card here. I'll wait it out on the total. 
But if you do see Vasilevsky start, I think you can get behind the under. But if it were to be Curtis McElhinney, then you can just jump all over that over. All right, uh, Florida and Columbus in here next. Heavy, heavy favorites here. The Panthers minus 230, plus 195 for the Blue Jackets, 22 and 24 on the season uh, or against the spread, rather, Columbus. And I mentioned Florida in the standings just in second place, one behind Carolina. I like Florida here, Eric, but, I mean, minus 230 is really tough. I don't know if I like them as much to put them on the puck line. I suppose you can put them in some parlays. The Blue Jackets are 2-7-1 in their last 10 games. They've lost five straight hockey hockey games. They're an absolute shit show. Uh, They're minus 40 in goal differential. They're just really, really bad. I think that they're worse than the Detroit Red Wings, and if Detroit can find a way to get a point tonight, they'll pass Columbus. And I'm surprised. Heading into the season, Columbus was one of the teams that I liked. I thought that they could maybe make a push and get in and, and come forth. And then the line a deal, I thought, okay, well, this is fine. And Roslovic, but man, both of those guys have been super quiet. They've traded off some pieces over the past couple of weeks. Zach Wierenski's not on this team for the rest of the season. Max Domi is just taking cheap shots at guys. This team is an absolute train wreck. I'd be shocked if Tortorello is on this team uh, coaching it next season. Can't get behind the blue jackets, not even on an upset. I don't know what you think here. Yeah, I'm, I'm lockstep with you. Can't trust Columbus. Tortorella, this has got to be the end of the road for him there. Um, Liney's barely produced. Rosovic started really well and then yeah. fell off and then has been healthy scratched. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a mess. It's an absolute disaster there. I was really banking on those two goaltenders because they've been pretty good with goaltending in Columbus for several years and Tortorella's system and you know, expecting everybody to block shots. They haven't been good. It, I mean, it's, it's hard times back to hard times in Columbus again. Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I think we're going to see some massive changes. I don't know what, uh, I know yeah. Seth Jones is coming up on a contract or did he sign? I'm not sure. I think he needs a contract soon. Domi doesn't, that doesn't seem like it's going to work out there. I mean, at some point, if you're the GM, you have to think like, is it the coach of the players? All these players were shipping out. Josh Anderson is gone. Pierre-Luc Dubois is gone. Do I have to trade Patrick Liney again now? Like, do I want to keep him or do I want to keep the coach? Like there's, there needs to be some major shakeups. I, I know Elvis and Corpusalo, one of those guys probably gone out the window. So uh, interesting. And on the Florida side, there's lots of different avenues to go here from a, a DFS standpoint, which I like them tonight daily uh, pick. They got four games this week, picking them up. They play tonight and they play tomorrow. So if that fits your schedule, they got Gusev and Marchman up with Barkov. They got Sam Bennett centering the second line with Duclair and Huberto. And then they got Venberg with Hornquist and Vitrano. That's three lines. I like the, I like the mix up there with those three lines. Vitrano was kind of that guy who was lost in the third line, but he shoots and he can score. So there's a lot of different ways you can go here. Uh, Gusev is very interesting and cheap in DFS. So is Declare. He had the three shots the other day. He's got a couple goals playing his former squad here. Barkoff is minus 200 for shot props. So even Matt won't do that. I won't do it either. Uh, I Gusev, eh, Gusev's a little risky. Hornquist, I like Hornquist over two and a half shots. And I think Declare is in play too for two and a half shots. I think we could see some goals. It'd be a sneaky, I don't know if it'd be a sneaky stack uh, EY, but there's a couple players here that are very affordable if you're playing DraftKings tonight. Yeah, that's a great call. Um, Florida is sneaky. I mean, I don't think they're sneaky now. I mean, thing I think people are aware of how good they are, but yeah, um, if they can just get some cons- consistent goaltending and a little bit better defensive play, they're gonna they're gonna make some real noise, man. Huberto is, I mean, I think one of the best wingers in the entire league. 
because he plays there. He doesn't get talked about. Barkov is definitely not, you know, un underrated anymore. He, you know, once you get paid money like that, like whether fans are paying attention or not, you know, the league's paying attention. Everyone's aware of how good he is. He's an absolute stud. So yeah, I love Florida. Columbus is a mess. DFS with the Florida Panthers tonight all the way. Matt, it. would you take Florida on the spread tonight against Columbus? Yeah, that's like one of my no questions asked picks of the night is just the disparity between Florida and Columbus is ridiculous. I mean, yeah. the disparity between any of the top teams in the Central and and uh, Columbus is ridiculous. I agree. I think they're worse than Detroit, and I had Detroit as just downright awful to start the year. But yeah. I just uh, I think Detroit competes in games, whereas Columbus just looks like they're flopping on their back and going, I surrender yep. every single game. Yeah, they're not playing for Tortorello at all. Um, yeah, from a shot prop standpoint, there's uh, it's tough. Like a lot of these guys are not showing up this early. But again, you head over to FTN. I know I've said it so many times. Just check just check out that free prop shop tool and you'll find some you'll find guys like right now on DK Hornquist. Two and a half minus 162 is tough, but you can include him in parlays. Barkoff's minus 200 wouldn't get behind it. Huberto doesn't really shoot, plus 125 for two and a half shots. But I would, if you could find Duclair and you can find um, Hornquist at a better price, I, I'm almost certain that William Hill will have him today at around main, maybe minus 140, minus 145, minus 150 would be a good spot there. But yeah, I think I can get behind Florida on the puck line too, Maddie. I, I was just maybe overthinking it. I see maybe like a 5-2 game or, you know, even if Columbus can score uh, two goals, you can get them a plus 110 uh, on the puck line. So uh, not bad there. Okay, what do we got next? I'm all over the place. I got windows open. Detroit and let's actually, let's go Chicago and Nashville. Let's talk about your guys' Preds. Preds at home. Minus 139, 24 and 22 against the spread, 24, 21 and one on the season. Chicago plus 120, 24 and 21 on the spread. Uh, very similar records here for both of these teams, uh, battling and fighting for playoff spots. Nashville in fourth, 46 games played, 49 points, one more game played than the Blackhawks, six and four in their last 10. They have lost two straight, and Chicago. As I mentioned, just two points back, one game in hand. Take it away, Eric. What do you think here? Um, I feel like this would be a very interesting game for, for the, this it's division. Um, yeah, it, it, the, both teams need this win because they're so close. Um, the Preds, I mean, basically just got walked by the Hurricanes. They need to get back on the board. The reality is, is uh, as a Predators fan, like what they're doing and how close they are to the playoffs it, they're not getting the credit. I mean, they rip off this unbelievable streak and five of their top seven players weren't playing. I mean, there, the whole, there's, there was two defensemen uh, that had some experience. So four of the defensemen had a total of six NHL games. Yeah, I mean, like it's, it's insane that they're even in this position. Uh, and I think most of that has to do with the play of UC Soros. Uh, I can admit not a guy that was a high believer in him and I think I've said it on this show before. It just comes down to geometry. He's just not tall enough to play in the NHL. It's, it seems like he's proven you wrong there. He's definitely proven me wrong right now, for sure. And, and I'm all for it. I mean, yeah. I, I think he's an unbelievable goalie. I think um, when he's on, he's hard to beat. But, it, it, I mean, it's a geometry thing. He's you know, I, I don't trust a goalie that's that short. I don't care how fast you are. Every, you know, fourth line guys can shoot the puck at hundred miles an hour um, and can pick corners. And it's not the same, you know, the goalies have to be tall. 
uh, and that's that's why all goalies are tall. And there's, you know, I think there's three guys that play in the NHL that are under six feet, and he's one of them. Um, but yeah, for me, um, this is going to be a super interesting game. I've got a lot invested in it, uh, and I'm leaning that the Predators win because they need to. And Lankinen has not been the goalie that he was to start the year, mm-hmm. but it's so hard to bet against Patrick Kane. I mean, like just he's. I mean, as a person that plays against Chicago, uh, you know, or watches, you know, my, my hometown team play against the baton, he's infuriating because he's so little, like I stood beside him back, you know, uh, at a Preds game uh, back, you know, in the back when he had no equipment on, he's an infant, like he's an absolute infant and there's nothing anyone can do about it. It's uh, it's infuriating, but it's, I will be watching this game closely. I'm saying that the Preds win. I definitely, uh, I think if you're going to do something, I think you do the under here. These are two teams that haven't been scoring much, um, especially the Predators. So yeah, I would go. I would go under on that, and, and I like the Predators to win. Yeah, um, the under is hit in all five games. Nashville has won all five games. We'll let Matt. Uh, I want to get your thoughts too on the Preds in this uh, Hawks matchup this evening. Yeah, so the Preds have won all five games, and I think it just speaks to what the Preds do. Against Dallas and Chicago, they're 9-3. and three. Against Tampa Bay, Florida, and Carolina, the Preds are 4-15-1. So there's that disparity for you there in terms of where the Preds are in the standings. Nashville just has Chicago's number. There's no ifs, ands, or buts to it. It's just one of those things in hockey where Nashville's consistently had their number all year, whereas they compete against the Dallas, and they're competing against the Red Wings in those games and things like that. But just against Chicago, it just feels like Nashville always hands them an ass-whooping. Now, I don't think that's a trend that can necessarily continue. Uh, And this game, to me, just because I enjoy the Predators, I don't think I'm going to touch it at all. Uh, I, I think this is way too pivotal of a series. This is a three-game series like you guys were talking about at the top of the show, where if you want to pick some players from these two teams, go ahead, have at her. Um, the first game will be very telling. If Saros is not on his A game, which, I mean, he's been on for the last six weeks, he's going to have a hard time because the Preds are showing that they're going to give up a ton of shots every single game just because they're a slower team. They don't really have a lot going on on the blue line other than their three top guys. I mean, Eric Branson's playing top pairing now, so that should speak volumes to you. Matt Benning and Ben Harper are also part of the six defensemen that an NHL team needs to run out. Yeah, Matt Benning and Ben Harper. Not good. Um, so I think uh, Chicago is going to light them up, so that's why a lot of shot props are in play for me tonight. But I, I just think it's going to be a close game. I do like the under, though, because Saros has proven that he can just shut the door. Uh, I won't pick a money line side. I won't pick a puck line side. Yeah, I'm with you. I like the under here, five and a half. I feel like I said, all five of the games have gone under the number. I, I stay away from the sides, too. Uh, I would honestly probably lean with Chicago. I mean, I, I mean, I could just be a nice guy and go with you guys, but it doesn't matter be honest like it's a coin flip game this is a tough game but i like the shot prop side of things what you said i like patrick kane i usually don't take this guy three and a half is, is kind of high for me but what you said eric you're so scared of patrick kane yeah this is this game is so meaningful three straight matchups between these two teams and we're gonna see a lot of patrick kane i had five shots in his last game he had 10 against Columbus. He had 16 shots in a two-game set against the Blue Jackets um, last week, right? Uh, yeah. It's not so even what he does, right? I like, know. It's not what he he's does. He's not a shooter. Unless it's, 
unless they need some offense and they need some score to score some goals. No. I hate what they're doing with their lines. It's such a mess. They had Doc to bring Cat and Kane up on a line the other day and it, they looked so awesome. And now they got him like Henestroja's back with the team and he's on the top line with Suter. I don't, uh, it's just, it's a complete mess, but I will take Kane. Uh, I was thinking about DeBrincat, but I like Kane there and maybe even Doc, if you can get him at one and a half, but I'm going to put in Kane in the, in the final shot process. But I think the under there is the play given the, especially Soros and neither of these teams scoring a lot of goals. All right, Detroit and Dallas in here next. So this is the first of four straight between these two teams. This is a trend that's happening now in the NHL. If you look around the league, there's a lot of uh, three and four games in a row happening um, as we round out the schedule. So heavy home favorites here, Dallas minus 220, 21 and 22 against the spread, 17, 14 and 12. Dallas on the year, plus 185. Detroit, 28 and 18 against the spread. So very strong against the spread. They've hung around. They've upset some teams. They've been an underdog most of the year, and they picked up a handful of victories in those spots. The total here is five and a half. Dallas has taken three of four against Detroit. It does seem like, well, yeah, for sure, in my opinion, that Dallas is is done. Um, but even though they're only three back, they've played three fewer games, but they just, they're not impressive to me, even though they've won six of 10, Eric. They don't seem impressive. Radulov's done for the year now. Bishop is not going to come back. I know Sagan is skating. He could come back and help out this team. I think, you know, if they could easily win all four games against Detroit and they're back into the pitcher, but I can't lay money on it on them at minus 220. They just... They're too mediocre for me. Yeah, and uh, I mean, knowing this team well and, you know, watching them go to the Stanley Cup last year, I, I still think it it's a good different. team. They, yeah, they do not feel like the same team. Uh, I think part of that is injuries. And then they had the crazy weather thing there and they missed a bunch of games. So their schedule's been nuts. Um, the goalies have been off and on. Kudobin will go, you know, a game or two where he looks like he's the best goalie in the league. And then he'll, you know, trip on his own net and fall <laughs> like it, it, it's been crazy ottinger's been up and down as well um rupe hints has been a mystery we've talked about that it's like he'll play a game and score a goal and have an assist and six shots on net and then he'll not play the next game because and he'll be day to day um so he's been in and out of the lineup i mean it's right now it's saying that he's going to play but the reality is, is in two hours from now he could be out for, yeah. for tonight and then play tomorrow and score a hat trick. That's a guy that I own everywhere. And it's been infuriating um, when he doesn't play and delightful when he does, but I don't trust Dallas. Uh, I do. They do not feel like the same team. Um, and Detroit has looked way better in the last couple of weeks. I'm not saying I'm picking Detroit to win. This is, it's too close for me to, to say, I, I'm not touching this at all. Um, but the Detroit Red Wings, they would worry me right now. Yeah, no, I don't want to bet against them, and I just feel weird sometimes taking them. I took them. Yeah. I had a four-game parlay the on Saturday where I took teams against the puck line. I had Florida against Tampa, you know, plus one and a half. They were all plus one and a half, and I think I, I had three of the four, and it was just that final one, Detroit and Chicago, where Detroit had beat Chicago the night before. I'm like, okay, well, let's take them on the puck line here, and it was a Blackhawks 4 nothing victory, and they just burned me. And even looking at them now, plus one and a half is minus 130. Like, it's not great at all part of me does feel like dallas as much as i kind of ripped them there i you know four games in a row here against detroit like some of the leaders that they have on that team that i feel like maybe they can go in and and win three or four and then be really into that playoff race and i don't want to count them out i mean they're three back but 
they just don't seem to be playing with consistency, even though this could be one of their better runs. I'm just going to leave them off the board altogether, to be honest with you. I leaned, yeah. I leaned Dallas, putting them in parlays, but I wouldn't be too confident with them. Detroit is a team that they hang around, man. They don't have much to play for, but a lot of the guys in the team, like Cam said on Friday, are just playing for jobs and you know opportunities there for ice time, and you're seeing a lot of effort from Detroit. And for the most part, they've been pretty decent in allowing – like. Columbus has allowed nine more goals than them, right, this season. And there's been some games where they've gotten strong goaltending and they haven't given up a ton of quality chances. Their special teams is awful. Power play and the penalty kill is brutal, and that's a big part of why they're 16, 24, and 6. I like Jason Robertson. He didn't hit the other day, but he's been very consistent. Over two and a half shots, minus 105, using the prop shop over at William Hill. Pretty good price. All right, next game, Montreal and Edmonton. The Oilers at home, minus 125, 22 and 21 against the spread. They're 26, 15 and two on the season. This total is six. Montreal plus 108, 19 and 23, 19, 14 and nine. Uh, the Habs are one of the most inconsistent teams I've seen in a long time. They look really good some nights, other times they look brutal. They're coming off a 4 nothing loss to the Sens. And they only gave up 15 shots in that game. They just, there was a stretch where Ottawa didn't even have a shot in about 12 minutes, but it still didn't seem like Montreal was, uh, was controlling the play. It was super strange. I've said this to you guys both before about how good the Canadians have been against the Oilers and McDavid and Drysaddle. So they played each other five times this year. All five games have gone under. Uh, Montreal's won four of the five. Edmonton has scored seven goals in those five games. Drysaddle and McDavid have combined for zero goals and four assists. Now, you think at one point they're going to pick it up and just have their way. But what I said to you guys before, it's almost like Bantam hockey, peewee hockey. The Habs just shadow them. I don't know. It seems to work. Philip Deneau is a guy we've talked about several times uh, as being an underrated defensive player. Now, this game is in Edmonton. I'm sure they're going to get away from some of the matchups. Like the defense a little bit more that Sherrod is back. They've been running around a lot, the Canadians, defensively. Weber has really struggled. My God, Eric. he's It really seems like he's fallen off that cliff that we were all waiting for. He's got five more years left on that deal. But he's been playing a lot of hockey. So you get some guys back and Sherrod move some pieces around. Uh, they picked up a couple defensemen at the uh, at the deadline that they can you know, give a little bit more minutes to. Maybe Weber doesn't have to play so much. I don't have a strong feel on this game. I think Edmonton because of just the way the Canadians have been and they've been so consistent, but I like the under again tonight, Eric six. I don't know who's in net for either team. I think they'll go back to Jake Allen. He's been better than price and Price has played the one game here in like three weeks, but if it's Koskinen, that will make me feel uneasy about the total. What do you think about this game? Yeah. If it's Koskinen, I would feel uneasy as well. Um, that, it's still baffling that contract and, yeah, Smith is coming off the shutout. I think they got to go to him. I think so too. And he's been, I mean, by leaps and bounds, their best goalie for sure. I, I, I did not see that coming. Um, <laughs> I like uh, McDavid and Dreisaitl to get things going tonight because of the Edmonton being at home and then being able to line match and stay away from Deneau. Um, That's, I mean, like you said, that's the reason that the numbers look like this against Montreal because Deneau's on the ice. Uh, there was an interview with McKinnon. He said he's the hardest guy in the NHL to play against, which I mean, would probably catch a lot of people off guard. I mean, when yeah. he said it, I was like, wait, what? What? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, an average fan doesn't even know who Philip Deneau is. 
and Nathan McKinnon is one of the best offensive players in the league. And he said, that's the hardest guy to play against. Um, so, and it's showing in, in the numbers that McDavid and Dreisaitl, when they play at home, they're line matching him. And it's like you said, it's paying him hockey. He's just out there following those guys around. He's not even trying to score or trying to be part of the play. He's just trying to stop them from scoring. I mean, and the reality is, is that's a good recipe against Edmonton because when those guys don't score, they lose. And that's just, that's just how it is. Uh, like you, I'm staying away from this. I don't know how to call it one way or the other. Um, if I was forced to do something, I might go over in this, and especially if Koskinen plays. Yeah, if Koskinen plays, I would agree. I mean, Smith had the shutout in the last game against the Jets. He looked good. I think they go back to him. There was a game earlier where the two teams played each other, and Koskinen let in three in the first five minutes, and the game was just already over. So I will go with the under. I Like I said, I think – I think the Habs will go Allen tonight, Price on Wednesday. Then they got the back-to-back with the Flames on the Friday and Saturday, and they'll split that. So Jake Allen's been really good. He's played strong. The Canadians are not scoring like they were earlier in the year. I think Vegas has given them a lot of respect over the past month. Matt, how many times have we taken the under in Canadian games over the past month? And we've been getting it quite often. A lot. I think you've only missed it once or twice, and you've probably taken it every time the Habs been on the slate for the last month. They're not scoring. They're not scoring any goals, and they're not generating a ton either, and they don't give up a whole lot. So they're playing in in the – I know it's tough to – I'm not saying to take Dreisaitl and McDavid to have zero points here. I'm sure they they hit the score sheet and they have their way with one of these games against the Canadians, but I think the under is in play. But, again, just keep an eye. Maybe just wait this bet out. I'm personally going to bet it now because I think it is going to be Mike Smith and and Allen. Even if it's Price, I still will take the under. But if you want to just wait it out a little bit, it's a late game, so you may not get the word on Smith or Koskinen for a little bit, or who knows, you follow practice reports, and then you see um, you know, Mike Smith first off the ice or something like that, and then you get a little bit of confirmation, a lean at least, that it will be Smith. So I'm taking the under, and I am leaning with the Oilers. All right, a couple more games we'll get out of here. Minnesota and Arizona. Plus 125 for the Yotes, 21-24 on the spread, 20-20-5. and five. A nice win for Arizona against the Blues. Uh, I On Saturday, St. Louis came out strong. It was a very strong first period. I believe they went up 2-0, and Arizona came back and won 3-2. So that is, is going to be a dogfight between both of those teams to make the playoffs. Minnesota here, minus 148, 23-20. I like the Wilds here. I know that they've been better at home. They have won five of six in this matchup, and they've won the last four outscoring Arizona 16-3 to over those four games. I like the Yotes, what they're doing. They're battling. Uh, they're, getting, they're getting healthier in goal, uh, but I still think overall this Minnesota team is a little bit better, and I will lean with them, Eric. I think minus 148 is a decent price. What do you think, it, Eli? It's so tough because Arizona, I mean, and how long have we been in this team? They, battle, just like, they just battle, man. And yeah, like, they do. Um, I got my my Kachina Garland jersey and I'm really glad he didn't get <laughs> traded away and that was a complete <laughs> waste of my time. Uh, I love him as a player. They're a really interesting team. They've got a bunch of really good goaltenders. Uh, Aiden Hill has been a guy that's come in and uh, as a relative unknown and played very well for him. Um, but I mean, I think it's well documented on this show that I love Minnesota. Um, they're rolling right now. I, I think Minnesota's got this. Um, 
but Arizona, man, they're, they're scrappy. I, I think both of these teams are not teams that, that fire the puck a lot and score a bunch. So if I was going to lean something, I would lean the under, uh, and I would say Minnesota to win here on the road. Yeah, I'm with you too. I like the under five and a half. I like Minnesota and the under. But the thing with with the under is why well, I get nervous when I had this. I think last time we did the show was an afternoon game. Minnesota just crushed them. And it was like a 5-1 victory. So that's why I get a little nervous. But I, I do like the Wilds. I think it will be a tight game. I think it's almost time to get on the Matt Zuccarello train again. Can we get on it? I'm not seeing the shot prop here today. He has goals in three straight games, four over that span three power play points. His shots have gone two, three, two, and three. He was super quiet over a stretch. His ownership right now in Yahoo is 27%. He was up to right 60, 65 when he was on that run. I'm going to look for him today and I might get involved if I can find him at one and a half at a decent price. We'll see what I can find there, but Zuccarello maybe for an anytime goal, or maybe you want to get involved from a DFS standpoint. Uh, This team really has owned Arizona so far this season and the Sens and the Flames as we move over to these two teams Calgary minus 210 at home 20 and 24 against the spread 19 23 and 3 plus 184 Ottawa so Calgary has the big victory against the Oilers and then the Leafs and then the Canadians and then Montreal got the last one at the end of that road trip so Calgary obviously battling here for a playoff spot. So these two teams have played each other seven times. Eric Ottawa has won five of them, three straight. We've seen six goals in five of the seven, but the last two have been under. I'm with this. I'm going on sense here, man. We've talked about them so many times plus money here against a Calgary team that doesn't score a whole lot. They've had success against the flames. I don't know, man, I'm taking them. I'm leaning with them. You're on them too. Uh, and they've looked, you know, pr- pretty good in the last couple of weeks. Um, a lot of young players, but a lot of guys that are like are really starting to feel the rhythm. Norris is really starting to yeah, shape man. in. Brady Kachuk is one of my favorite players in the league. Like a ton of points, was leading the league in hits at one point. Like I, I love watching him play. Tim Stutza is going to be an absolute stud and uh, a very dominant player for a lot of years. Um, yeah, I'm going him. I, I like them so much that I picked up Matt Murray in a, in a fantasy league, oh boy. and I played him uh, tonight. Picked all him right. up off the waiver, so I don't mind it. I think I I'm leaning I with the under, goal. despite all the goals that have been scored in this series. I am leading with the under, just the way that the Flames have played hockey since Daryl Sutter has been there. It's been very. It's hard, hard, it's hard to generate much on them. Yeah. I'll be honest. Like they played almost two perfect games against the Canadians where they were forechecking hard. Obviously pucks were in deep all the time, um, but they just, their defense is pretty solid. Right. And Markstrom is in a bit of a groove. He's a really good goalie. They just, they shipped off. Obviously they shipped off uh, Riddick. So it's, it's his net. They played him in a back-to-back against the Habs and the Leafs. It's, it's his net the rest of the way. I have confidence in him. And Matt Murray looked good the other day, too, against the Canadians when he picked up that shutout. That was Ottawa's first shutout since 2019. Pretty crazy. Uh, The last team in the NHL to pick one up this year. But I am leaning with Ottawa. Yeah, and I'm leaning with the under here. 
I like some of the kids, man. Obviously, you mentioned Norris and Drake Batherson, who's just owned the Canadian so he's far. He's been unreal. Three-point yeah. night. Yeah, he's great. He's going to be, you know, he's another Nova Scotia boy. I mean, he's working out in the offseason with Crosby and Marchand and McKinnon. Like, these, this is a guy um, just up the road from where I live right now and played some AAA hockey, um, same kind of hockey that I played when I was a kid. And he's, like, a motivated dude. This guy is going to make some noise in the NHL, working like a beast in the offseason. You can see the skill level. You can see the quick release. The goal that he had on price was phenomenal. So that line is really rolling. And then Shane Pinto, who they who they called up uh, on the weekend, he just played the, the one game so far. He picked up an assist. Man, the confidence that they had in Pinto. He's a second-round pick yeah. from 2019. Like, key face-offs, Eric. Like this guy, like you look and you see he's playing on the fourth line, but he was taking all the key draws in the defensive zone on the penalty kill. And he was, I mean, he won a couple of them, right? He finished his 66% in the faceoff circle. Uh, he was named, you know, playing college hockey, he was named defensive player of the year and player of the year. Like he's a great two-way player. And this is another guy that they have a lot of faith in. The Sens are going to turn this around pretty quickly. Anyways, I think that they compete tonight. Uh, I'm willing to take them plus one eight. Let's bring in Maddie here. What do you think? Are we uh, are we crazy here? We've been talking about the Sens all year, right? Like, why not? Let's jump on them. Whenever EY is on the show, I want to bet the Sens. It's just like yes. Pavlov's dog kind of thing, Jeez. where I see EY, I'm like, shit, I got to bet the Sens. And then I clue in later, I'm like, wait, no, I don't have to do that. I can just watch the game <laughs> and enjoy it. Um, between the two here, oh, I'm going to fire up the board for myself to see it while I talk about it. Minus 210 for the Flames is too steep. I will say that. Plus yeah. 180 for the Sens does look nice, though. Um, I'll probably Sens puck line this if I do have some action on it. I still can't bet on the Sens, even though they are pesky and they are a lot of fun to watch. And I think their record actually doesn't reflect how good of a team they are, and that felt really weird to say. Uh, I just don't have the stones to play them, even with EY in my ears telling me right now that I probably should. I can't. I'll puck line it, but I won't money line it. Yeah, I was a coward on Saturday. I put them on the puck line against the Canadians, and it was minus 130. I wish I just took them. I was like, ugh. And then I'm looking now, puck line, you can get them again, minus 130. That's probably the safe play. Minus 130 isn't bad, really. I know I was saying that it's bad for Detroit, but um, it's not too bad for the Sens here, considering the success that they have had. They've proven that they can play against Calgary. Like, they've proven it now in seven games. They've won five of the seven. So... I don't mind the minus 130. I will take them on the money line. But I think, honestly, the under is probably the play, the safest play. And that's what we said when Montreal and Calgary were playing on Friday. And the Habs turned out to win. They won that game. But the under was the play. And I feel like it is the play, too, especially the way that the Flames have been playing. Okay, so one more game here. I, I was trying to find Bathurst and shot prop. Can't find them. But you can get plus 185. Again, free parlay calculator. You can get plus 25 cents. Just put 20 bucks on the cents to win. Let's go, boys. <laughs> I love when you do that mid-show. <laughs> I love go. it. I just put it mid-show. Let's go. Yeah. Um, okay, just straight up. You didn't parlay with anybody else? You just nope. sent? I love it. Maddie talked me into it. He's right. I'm going to stick with my favorites. Okay, Sharks and Golden Knights in here. Vegas, heavy, heavy home favorites. They played to last To be clear, I'm not times. advising that anyone does that. I'm just do it. It's yes, fun to talk about it. Advise it. And it, you know, the odds are good. Who makes money when they win? And <laughs> Calgary, I mean, they're just anybody can beat Calgary right now. That's just how it, that's what I think. And I agree. 
All right. Uh, Vegas won last night against Anaheim. I was on the puck line against them. Sweated that one out. We got it. And they both, they won both games against Anaheim on the puck line. I don't know if I go to the puck line tonight, considering the back-to-back here. We will see Leonard and net for Vegas. As I said off the top of the show, I feel like they're just all systems go right now. They're healthy. They're rolling. They see first place in sight. Wrap it up. Uh, the Sharks, SJ Sharkies, have been uh, brutal. They're dead to Cam and I. They're dead to me. Uh, not in on them. Plus 185. They're shuffling all their lines. You know, looking great. Sure, I saw one of my waiver wires, and I was shocked. Then I looked at the game log, and I was like, ugh. <laughs> I'm picking yeah, up this guy. He's not doing anything. Uh, it's it, For me, it's either Vegas. I guess maybe put them into parlays. It's just really tough. It's super juice, but I don't know. I can't get behind the Sharks. Like, I'm in on Vegas. I'm in on uh, – Marshall was quiet yesterday. I'm in on him. I'm in on Patch ready to score a goal. I, I'm fine maybe take some shots here on Mark Stone to have a 2.8 or anything like that. Vegas has won all four, all five games against the Sharks this season, including earlier in the year when San Jose was playing a little bit better. You agree, Vegas? I agree, yeah. Yeah, the, the Sharks haven't given me any reason to say otherwise. Uh, like you said, they had a, you know, a few weeks where they were making some noise and, and Martin Jones playing pretty decent. Uh, he's back to being Martin Jones. Dubnik is in Colorado. Couture, you know, I mean, at one point was one of the best all-around players in the NHL. He's doing nothing. Uh, Feel-good story for Patrick Marlowe. He will, I think tonight, will surpass Gordie Howe most games played ever. That's cool. That's but, cool. I mean, other than that, I mean, San Jose doesn't have a lot to talk about. <laughs> no, they don't. All right. Um, what do you got for us, uh, Matt? How'd Friday go? Friday, uh, you had a postponement, so a couple of your picks there oh, right. just That's didn't right. come through. Yeah. So uh, you went two and three on your main picks. Calgary money line missed, but the under hit. You got the mini money line. The Colorado puck line was postponed. Vegas Anaheim over five and a half was a no because Anaheim didn't score a goal. And the Isles money line was a no. Brings your win loss to 122 and or 121 and 81. Shot props. You went perfect. You went two and zero because Rantanen and McKinnon didn't get to play. But you nailed Marchesso and you nailed Hall. And the one time I publicly tell people to play Marchesso, he doesn't hit. So that was uh, nice. And that's like was, the only time too. He's wasn't such yeah, a run. Five point four shots per game over his last view, and I was like, okay, I can I can go with this. And I throw him in. He was my third leg. I had Crosby. I had Ovechkin against the Bruins because he dominates them for shots. And then old Marchesso just had to go yep. and ruin my. My day if he had five shots on net like he had been doing i would have won that other game as well because i had him as well so, <laughs> i didn't mean to bring up that again <laughs> we're back we're back to that full think circle about, think about how many things had to go wrong for me to lose that game by half a point oh man uh yeah full circle uh, okay let's let's um i'm gonna try to give there's so many games right i think sometimes it gets confusing I like, uh, let's start here. Florida on the puck line. Under in Chicago and Nashville. I like Minnesota. I like Ottawa just straight up. Whatever. Let's go send straight up. I think puck line is a safer play at minus 130. It's not bad. I like the under in Ottawa and Calgary under six. See, I'm still giving out a lot of games. Edmonton. And the under. So let's recap here. That's it. That's all I'm going. Florida puck line. Edmonton and under. Ottawa and under. Minnesota. 
and then Chicago, Nashville, under five and a half. Obviously, we talked through a lot of these games today. I mean, I didn't even include Vegas. I love Vegas on the puck line. I think that they beat the Sharks like 5-1. Carolina, I like, is a bit of a riskier play, but this is decent odds. Carolina's rolling right now. I like Carolina over Tampa. So there's lots of action. There's tons more action over at FTMBets.com. Trust me. You can use promo code Meanie, Mayo, whatever you want. We'll be giving picks until that Stanley Cup is raised. Uh, the promo will give you a bit of a discount. The shot props, Robertson. Didn't even mention Toffoli. Robertson, Toffoli. I like Patrick Kane. I do like Marcia So to get back on track. And I like Patrick Hornquist. Um, yeah, that's that's basically it. If you can find Matt Zugrello one and a half, I'm not finding him. I don't know if maybe books has took him off. <laughs> but if you can find him one and a half and get behind that. And more picks here for you. Uh, we don't have to include this in the record, Matt, but I like these. Kachur, no points. Kessel, no points. Dvorak, zero points. Patrick Laine, thanks for coming out. Zero points. Barkoff, two-point night, plus 210 for Barkoff to have a two-point night. And then Andre Palat, zero points, plus 100. Not bad. You're behind that. All right. What's on your card? Sens, that's it? Sens, 20 yeah, bucks. I got Sens. I got uh, Carolina and... Mm, I oh like the God, Carolina the play. Carolina and... Oh, Lord. I have another game with them parlayed. Nope. God, let, me look, let me pull it up here real quick. Because I want, I want there to be a record of this, you know. I want to make sure that everyone understands what they're dealing with, <laughs> what's going on. I can't even blame it on pain medication because I stopped taking them. Uh, so I got Carolina and Senators to, to win tonight, uh, parlayed. Nice little bet there. Um, and I have also got the um, Minnesota Wild to win. Nice. I like that. Yeah. My, for stacks tonight, from a DFS standpoint, we talked a lot about Florida. There's a lot of different unique ways that there's some unique ways that you can get different with your lineups there. So Florida, Minnesota, Vegas, those would be the three that I would like. And I'm telling you, maybe you just want to shy away from those, uh, those Oiler boys tonight, or maybe you think that you know, maybe you're one of those people that think like, this is, I think like that too, right? Like now, you know, it's been so many games where they haven't had the success. It's time for them to break out. You can go that way if you yeah. want, but um, just be cautious of stacking those guys. Maybe spend your money uh, elsewhere, potentially on those Golden Knights. All right, from Matt Best, myself, Chris Meany, and Eric Young. Thanks. Been a long show. Thanks for taking the time to hang out with us. We'll be back on Wednesday. Any questions, just leave them there in the YouTube section. Remember to subscribe, rate, review, hit that like button, and we'll be back on Wednesday. Cheers. <laughs>